november of the diary of samuel pepys sixteen sixty two this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by nicole lee the diary of samuel pepys sixteen sixty two by samuel pepys november sixteen sixty two november first up and after a little while with my workmen i went to my office and then to our sitting all the morning at noon with mr creed whom i found at my house to the trinity house to a great dinner there by invitation and much company it seems one captain evans makes his elder brother's dinner to-day among other discourses one mr udant secretary to the late princess of orange did discourse of the convenience as to keeping the highways from being deep by their horses in holland and flanders where the ground is as miry as ours is going in their carts and waggons as ours in coaches wishing the same here as an expedient to make the ways better and i think there's something in it where there's breadth enough thence to my office sent for to meet mr lee again from sir h bennet and he and i with wade and his intelligencer and labourers to the tower cellars to make one trial more where we stayed two or three hours digging and dug a great deal all under the arches as it was now most confidently directed and so seriously and upon pretended good grounds that i myself did truly expect to speed but we missed of all and so we went away the second time like fools and to our office whither a coach being come mr lee goes home to whitehall and i by appointment to the dolphin tavern to meet wade and the other captain evett who now do tell me plainly that he that do put him upon this is one that had it from barkstead's own mouth and was advised with by him just before the king's coming in how to get it out and had all the signs told him how and where it lay and had always been the great confidant of barkstead even to the trusting him with his life and all he had so that he did much convince me that there's good ground for what we go about but i fear it may be that he did find some conveyance of it away without the help of this man before he died but he's resolved to go to the party once more and then to determine what we shall do further so we parted and i to my office where after sending away my letters to the post i do hear that sir j minnes is resolved to turn part of our entry into a room and to divide the backyard between sir w pen and him which though i do not see how it will annoy me much particularly yet it do trouble me a little for fear it should but i do not see how it can well unless in his desiring my coming to my back stairs but for that i shall do as well as himself or sir w pen who is most concerned to look after it second lord's day lay long with pleasure talking with my wife in whom i never had greater content blessed be god than now she continuing with the same care and thrift and innocence so long as i keep her from occasions of being otherwise as ever she was in her life and keeps the house as well to church where mr mills after he had read the service and shifted himself as he did the last day preached a very ordinary sermon so home to dinner with my wife then up into my new rooms which are almost finished and there walked with great content talking with my wife till church time and then to church and there being a lazy preacher i slept out the sermon and so home and after visiting the two sir williams who are both of them mending apace i to my office preparing things against to-morrow for the duke and so home and to bed with some pain having taken cold this morning in sitting too long bare-legged to pare my corns my wife and i spent a good deal of this evening in reading dubatas imposture and other parts which my wife of late has taken up to read and is very fine as anything i meet with third up and with sir j minnes in his coach to whitehall to the duke's but found him gone out a-hunting thence to my lord sandwich from whom i receive every day more and more signs of his confidence and esteem of me here i met with pierce the surgeon who tells me that my lady castlemaine is with child but though it be the king's yet her lord being still in town and sometimes seeing of her though never to eat or lie together it will be laid to him he tells me also how the duke of york is smitten in love with my lady chesterfield 
a virtuous lady daughter to my lord of ormond and so much that the duchess of york hath complained to the king and her father about it and my lady chesterfield is gone into the country for it at all which i am sorry but it is the effect of idleness and having nothing else to employ their great spirits upon thence with mr creed and mr moore who is got upon his legs and come to see my lord to wilkinson's and there i did give them and mr howe their dinner of roast beef cost me five shillings and after dinner carried mr moore as far as paul's in a coach giving him direction about my law business and there set him down and i home and among my workmen who happened of all sorts to meet to their making an end of a great many jobs so that after to-morrow i shall have but a little plastering and all the painting almost to do which was good content to me at night to my office and did business and there came to me mr wade and evett who have been again with their prime intelligencer a woman i perceive and though we have missed twice yet they bring such an account of the probability of the truth of the thing though we are not certain of the place that we shall set upon it once more and i am willing and hopeful in it so we resolve to set upon it again on wednesday morning and the woman herself will be there in a disguise and confirm us in the place so they took leave for the night and i to my business and then home to my wife and to supper and bed my pain being going away so by god's great blessing my mind is in good condition of quiet fourth lay long talking pleasantly with my wife in bed it having rained and do still very much all night long up into the office where we sat till noon this morning we had news by letters that sir richard stayner is dead at sea in the merry which is now come into portsmouth from lisbon which we are sorry for he being a very stout seaman but there will be no great miss of him for all that dined at home with my wife and all the afternoon among my workmen and at night to my office to do business there and then to see sir w pen who is still sick but his pain less than it was he took occasion to talk with me about sir j minnes intention to divide the entry and the yard and so to keep him out of the yard and forcing him to go through the garden to his house which he is vexed at and i am glad to see that sir j minnes do use him just as he do me and so i perceive it is not anything extraordinary his carriage to me in the matter of our houses for this is worse than anything he has done to me that he should give order for the stopping up of his way to his house without so much as advising with him or letting of him know it and i confess that it is very highly and basely done of him so to my office again and after doing business there then home to supper and to bed fifth up and with my painters painting my dining-room all day long till night not stirring out at all only in the morning my lady batten did send to speak with me and told me very civilly that she did not desire nor hoped i did that anything should pass between us but what was civil though there was not the neighbourliness between her and my wife that was fit to be and so complained of my maid's mocking of her when she called nan to her maid within her own house my maid jane in the garden overheard her and mocked her and some other such-like things she told me and of my wife speaking unhandsomely of her to all which i did give her a very respectful answer such as did please her and am sorry indeed that this should be though i do not desire there should be any acquaintance between my wife and her but i promise to avoid such words and passages for the future so home and by and by sir w pen did send for me to his bedside and tell me how really sir j minnes did resolve to have one of my rooms and that he was very angry and hot and said he would speak to the duke to which knowing that all this was but to scare me and to get him to put off his resolution of making up the entry i did tell him plainly how i did not value his anger more than he did mine and that i should be willing to do what the duke commanded and i was sure to have justice of him and that was all i did say to him about it though i was much vexed and after a little stay went home and there telling my wife she did put me into heart and resolved to offer him to change lodgings and believe that that will one way or other bring us to some end in this dispute at night i called up my maids and schooled jane who did answer me so humbly and drolly about it that though i seemed angry i was much pleased with her and my wife also so at night to bed sixth at the office forenoon and afternoon till late at night 
very busy answering my lord treasurer's letter and my mind troubled till we come to some end with sir j minnes about our lodgings and so home and after some pleasant discourse and supper to bed and in my dream much trouble by being with will swan a great fanatic my old acquaintance and methought taken and led up with him for a plotter all our discourse being at present about the late plots seventh up and being by appointment called upon by mr lee he and i to the tower to make our third attempt upon the cellar and now privately the woman barkstead's great confidant is brought who do positively say that this is the place which she did say the money was hid in and where he and she did put up the fifty thousand pounds in butterferkins and the very day that he went out of england did say that neither he nor his would be the better for that money and therefore wishing that she and hers might and so left us and we full of hope did resolve to dig all over the cellar which by seven o'clock at night we performed at noon we sent for a dinner and upon the head of a barrel dined very merrily and to work again between times mr lee who had been much in spain did tell me pretty stories of the customs and other things as i asked him of the country to my great content but at last we saw we were mistaken and after digging the cellar quite through and removing the barrels from one side to the other we were forced to pay our porters and give over our expectations though i do believe there must be money hid somewhere by him or else he did delude this woman in hopes to oblige her to further serving him which i am apt to believe thence by coach to whitehall and at my lord's lodgings did write a letter he not being within to tell him how things went and so away again only hearing that mrs sarah is married i did go upstairs again and joy her and kiss her she owning of it and it seems it is to a cook i am glad she is disposed of for she grows old and is very painful and one i have reason to wish well for her old service to me then to my brother's where my wife by my order is to-night to stay a night or two while my house is made clean and thence home where i am angry to see instead of the house made in part clean all the pewter goods and other things are brought up to scouring which makes the house ten times worse at which i was very much displeased but cannot help it so to my office to set down my journal and so home and to bed eighth all the morning sitting at the office and after that dined alone at home and so to the office again till nine o'clock being loath to go home the house is so dirty and my wife at my brother's so home and to bed ninth lord's day lay alone a good while my mind busy about pleading to-morrow to the duke if there shall be occasion for this chamber that i lie in against sir j minnes then up and after being ready walked to my brother's where my wife is calling at many churches and then to the temple hearing a bit thereto and observing that in the streets and churches the sunday is kept in appearance as well as i have known it at any time then to dinner to my brother's only he and my wife and after dinner to see mr moore who is pretty well and he and i to st gregory's where i escaped a great fall down the stairs of the gallery so into a pew there and heard dr ball make a very good sermon though short of what i expected as for the most part it do fall out so home with mr moore to his chamber and after a little talk i walked home to my house and stayed at sir w batten's till late at night with him and sir j minnes with whom we did abundance of most excellent discourse of former passages of sea commanders and officers of the navy and so home and to bed with my mind well at ease but only as to my chamber which i fear to lose tenth up betimes and to set my workmen to work and then a little to the office and so with sir j minnes sir w batten and myself by coach to whitehall to the duke who after he was ready did take us into his closet thither come my lord general monk and did privately talk with the duke about having the life-guards pass through the city to-day only for show and to fright people for i perceive there are great fears abroad for all which i am troubled and full of doubt that things will not go well he being gone we fell to business of the navy among other things how to pay off this fleet that is now come from portugal the king of portugal sending them home he having no more use for them which we wonder at that his condition should be so soon altered and our landmen also are coming back being almost starved in that poor country having done here i went by my lord sandwiches who was not at home and so to westminster hall where full of term and here met with many about business among others my cousin roger pepys 
who is all for a composition with my uncle thomas which upon any fair terms i am for also and desire it thence by water and so by land to my lord crews and dined with him and his brother i know not his name where very good discourse among others of france's intention to make a patriarch of his own independent from the pope by which he will be able to cope with the spaniard in all councils which hitherto he has never done my lord crew told us how he heard my lord of holland say that being ambassador about the match with the queen-mother that now is the king of france insisted upon a dispensation from the pope which my lord holland making a question of and that he was commanded to yield to nothing to the prejudice of our religion says the king of france you need not fear that for if the pope will not dispense with the match my bishop of paris shall by and by coming great mr swinfen the parliament man who among other discourse of the rise and fall of families told us of bishop bridgman brother of sir orlando who lately hath bought a seat anciently of the levers and then the ashtons and so he hath in his great hall-window having repaired and beautified the house caused four great places to be left for coats of arms in one he hath put the levers with this motto olim in another the ashtons with this heri in the next his own with this hodier in the fourth nothing but this motto cras nescio cuius thence towards my brother's met with jack cole in fleet street and he and i went into his cousin mary cole's whom i never saw since she was married and drank a pint of wine and much good discourse i found him a little conceited but he had good things in him and a man may know the temper of the city by him he being of a general conversation and can tell how matters go and upon that score i will encourage his acquaintance thence to my brother's and taking my wife up carried her to charing cross and there showed her the italian motion much after the nature of what i showed her a while since in covent garden their puppets here are somewhat better but their motions not at all thence by coach to my lady's and hiding my wife with sarah below i went up and heard some music with my lord and afterwards discoursed with him alone and so good night to him and below having sent for mr creed had thought to have shown my wife a play before the king but it is so late that we could not and so we took coach and taking up sarah at my brother's with their night gear we went home and i to my office to settle matters and so home and to bed this morning in the duke's chamber sir j minnes did break to me his desire about my chamber which i did put off to another time to discourse of he speaking to me very kindly to make me the less trouble myself hoping to save myself and to contrive something or other to pleasure him as well though i know not well what the town i hear is full of discontents and all know of the king's new bastard by mrs hazelrig and as far as i can hear will never be contented with episcopacy they are so cruelly set for presbytery and the bishops carry themselves so high that they are never likely to gain anything upon them eleventh all the morning sitting at the office and then to dinner with my wife and so to the office again where a good while mr bland was with me telling me very fine things in merchandise which but that the trouble of my office do so cruelly hinder me i would take some pains in till late at night towards the evening i as i have done for three or four nights studying something of arithmetic which do please me well to see myself come forward so home to supper and to bed twelfth at my office most of the morning after i had done among my painters and sent away mr shaw and hawley who came to give me a visit this morning shaw it seems is newly remarried to a rich widow at noon dined at home with my wife and by and by by my wife's appointment came two young ladies sisters acquaintances of my wife's brothers who are desirous to wait upon some ladies and proffer their service to my wife the youngest indeed hath a good voice and sings very well besides other good qualities but i fear hath been bred up with too great liberty for my family and i fear greater inconveniences of expenses and my wife's liberty will follow which i must study to avoid till i have a better purse though i confess the gentlewoman being pretty handsome and singing makes me have a good mind to her 
anon i took them by coach and carried them to a friend's of theirs in lincoln's inn fields and there i left them and i to the temple by appointment to my cousin roger's chamber where my uncle thomas and his son thomas met us i having hoped that they would have agreed with me to have had it ended by my cousin roger but they will have two strangers to be for them against two others of mine and so we parted without doing anything till the two send me the names of their arbiters thence i walked home calling a little in paul's churchyard and i thank god can read and never buy a book though i have a great mind to it so to the dolphin tavern near home by appointment and there met with wade and evett and have resolved to make a new attempt upon another discovery in which god give us better fortune than in the other but i have great confidence that there is no cheat in these people but that they go upon good grounds though they have been mistaken in the place of the first from thence without drinking a drop of wine home to my office and there made an end though late of my collection of the prices of masts for these twelve years to this day in order to the buying of some of wood and i bound it up in painted paper to lie by as a book for future use so home and to supper and to bed and a little before and after we were in bed we had much talk and difference between us about my wife's having a woman which i seem much angry at that she should go so far in it without consideration and my being consulted with so to bed thirteenth up and began our discontent again and sorely angered my wife who indeed do live very lonely but i do perceive that it is want of work that do make her and all other people think of ways of spending their time worse and this i owe to my building that do not admit of her undertaking anything of work because the house has been and is still so dirty i to my office and there sat all the morning and dined with discontent with my wife at noon and so to my office and there this afternoon we had our first meeting upon our commission of inspecting the chest and there sir j minnes sir francis clark mr heath attorney of the duchy mr prynne sir w ryder captain cock and myself our first work to read over the institution which is a decree in chancery in the year sixteen seventeen upon an inquisition made at rochester about that time into the revenues of the chest which had then from the year fifteen eighty eight or fifteen ninety by the advice of the lord high admiral and principal officers then being by consent of the seamen been settled paying sixpence per month according to their wages then which was then but ten shillings which is now twenty-four shillings we adjourned to a fortnight hence so broke up and i to see sir w pen who is now pretty well but lies in bed still he cannot rise to stand then to my office late and this afternoon my wife in her discontent sent me a letter which i am in a quandary what to do whether to read it or not but i purpose not but to burn it before her face that i may put a stop to more of this nature but i must think of some way either to find her somebody to keep her company or to set her to work and by employment to take up her thoughts and time after doing what i had to do i went home to supper and there was very sullen to my wife and so went to bed and to sleep though with much ado my mind being troubled without speaking one word to her fourteenth she begun to talk in the morning and to be friends believing all this while that i had read her letter which i perceived by her discourse was full of good counsel and relating the reason of her desiring a woman and how little charge she did intend it to be to me so i begun and argued it as full and plain to her and she to reason it highly to me to put her away and take one of the bowyers if i did dislike her that i did resolve when the house is ready she shall try her for a while the truth is i having a mind to have her come for her music and dancing so up and about my papers all the morning and her brother coming i did tell him my mind plain who did assure me that they were both of the sisters very humble and very poor and that she that we are to have would carry herself so so i was well contented 
and spent part of the morning at my office and so home and to dinner and after dinner finding sarah to be discontented at the news of this woman i did begin in my wife's chamber to talk to her and tell her that it was not out of unkindness to her but my wife came up and i perceive she is not too reconciled to her whatever the matter is that i perceive i shall not be able to keep her though she is as good a servant only a little pettish that ever i desire to have and a creditable servant so she desired leave to go out to look for a service and did for which i am troubled and fell out highly afterwards with my wife about it so to my office where we met this afternoon about answering a great letter of my lord treasurer's and that done to my office drawing up a letter to him and so home to supper fifteenth all the morning at the office sitting dined with my wife pleasantly at home then among my painters and by and by went to my civil lawyers about my uncle's suit and so home again and saw my painters make an end of my house this night which is my great joy and so to my office and did business till ten at night and so home and to supper and after reading part of bussy d'ambois a good play i bought to-day to bed sixteenth lord's day about three o'clock in the morning waked with a rude noise among sir j minnes his servants he not being yet come to his lodgings who are the rudest people but they that lived before one mrs davis that ever i knew in my life to sleep again and after long talking pleasantly with my wife up into church where mrs goodyear now mrs buckworth was churched i love the woman for her gravity above any in the parish so home and to dinner with my wife with great content and after dinner walked up and down my house which is now almost finished there being nothing to do but the glazier and furniture to put up by and by comes tom and after a little talk i with him towards his end but seeing many strangers and coaches coming to our church and finding that it was a sermon to be preached by a probationer for the turkey company to be sent to smyrna i returned thither and several turkey merchants filled all the best pews and some in ours in the church but a most pitiful sermon it was upon a text in zachariah and a great time he spent to show whose son zachary was and to prove malachi to be the last prophet before john the baptist home and to see sir w pen who gets strength but still keeps his bed then home and to my office to do some business there and so home to supper and to bed seventeenth to the duke's to-day but he is gone a-hunting and therefore i to my lord sandwiches and having spoke a little with him about his businesses i to westminster hall and there stayed long doing many businesses and so home by the temple and other places doing the like and at home i found my wife dressing by appointment by her woman that i think is to be and her other sister being here to-day with her and my wife's brother i took mr creed that came to dine to an ordinary behind the change and there dined together and after dinner home and there spent an hour or two till almost dark talking with my wife and making mrs gosnell sing and then there being no coach to be got by water to whitehall but gosnell not being willing to go through bridge we were forced to land and take water again and put her and her sister ashore at the temple i am mightily pleased with her humour and singing at whitehall by appointment mr creed carried my wife and i to the cockpit and we had excellent places and saw the king queen duke of monmouth his son and my lady castlemaine and all the fine ladies and the scornful lady well performed they had done by eleven o'clock and it being fine moonshine we took coach and home but could wake nobody at my house and so were fain to have my boy get through one of the windows and so opened the door and called up the maids and went to supper and to bed my mind being troubled at what my wife tells me that a woman will not come till she hears from her mother for i am so fond of her that i am loath now not to have her though i know it will be a great charge to me which i ought to avoid and so will make it up in other things so to bed eighteenth up and to the office where mr philip the lawyer came to me but i put him off to the afternoon at noon i dined at sir w batten's sir john minnes being here and he and i very kind but i every day expect to pull a crow with him about our lodgings my mind troubled about gosnell and my law businesses so after dinner to mr phillips's chamber where he demands an abatement for pigot's money 
which vexes me also but i will not give it him without my father's consent which i will write to him to-night about and have done it here meeting my uncle thomas he and i to my cousin roger's chamber and there i did give my uncle him and mr phillips to be my two arbiters against mr cole and punt but i expect no great good of the matter thence walked home and my wife came home having been abroad to-day laying out above twelve pounds in linen and a copper and a pot and bedstead and other household stuff which troubles me also so that my mind to-night is very heavy and divided late at my office drawing up a letter to my lord treasurer which we have been long about and so home and my mind troubled to bed twentieth all the morning sitting at the office at noon with mr coventry to the temple to advise about fields but our lawyers not being in the way we went to st james's and there at his chamber dined and i am still in love more and more with him for his real worth i broke to him my desire for my wife's brother to send him to sea as a midshipman which he is willing to agree to and will do it when i desire it after dinner to the temple to mr thurland and thence to my lord chief baron sir edward hales and back with mr thurland to his chamber where he told us that field will have the better of us and that we must study to make up the business as well as we can which do much vex and trouble us but i am glad the duke is concerned in it thence by coach homewards calling at a tavern in the way being guided by the messenger in whose custody field lies and spoke with mr smith our messenger about the business and so home where i found that my wife had finished very neatly my study with the former hangings of the dining-room which will upon occasion serve for a fine withdrawing-room so a little to my office and so home and spent the evening upon my house and so to supper and to bed twenty first within all day long helping to put up my hangings in my house in my wife's chamber to my great content in the afternoon i went to speak to sir j minnes at his lodgings where i found many great ladies and his lodgings made very fine indeed at night to supper and to bed this night having first put up a spitting-sheet which i find very convenient this day come the king's pleasure-boats from calais with the dunkirk money being four hundred thousand pistols twenty-second this morning from some difference between my wife and sarah her maid my wife and i fell out cruelly to my great discontent but i do see her set so against the wench whom i take to be a most extraordinary good servant that i was forced for the wench's sake to bid her get her another place which shall cost some trouble to my wife however before i suffer to be thence to the office where i sat all the morning then dined mr moore with me at home my wife busy putting her furniture in order then he and i out and he home and i to my cousin roger pepys to advise about treating with my uncle thomas and thence called at the wardrobe on mr moore again and so home and after doing much business at my office i went home and caused a new fashion knocker to be put on my door and did other things to the putting my house in order and getting my outward door painted and the arch this day i bought the book of country dances against my wife's woman gosnell comes who dances finely and there meeting mr playford he did give me his latin songs of mr deering's which he lately printed this day mr moore told me that for certain the queen mother is married to my lord st albans and he is like to be made lord treasurer news that sir j lawson hath made up a piece now with tunis and tripoli as well as argiers by which he will come home very highly honoured twenty third lord's day up after some talk with my wife soberly upon yesterday's difference and made good friends and to church to hear mr mills and so home and mr moore and my brother tom dined with me my wife not being well to-day did not rise in the afternoon to church again and heard drowsy mr graves and so to see sir w pen who continues ill in bed but grows better and better every day thence to sir w batten's and there stayed a while and heard how sir r ford's daughter is married to a fellow without friend's consent and the match carried on and made up at will griffin's our doorkeepers so to my office and did a little business and so home and to bed i talked to my brother to-day who desires me to give him leave to look after his mistress still and he will not have me put to any trouble or obligation in it which i did give him leave to do 
i hear to-day how old rich audley is lately dead and left a very great estate and made a great many poor families rich not all to one among others one davis my old schoolfellow at paul's and since a bookseller in paul's churchyard and it seems to forgive one man sixty thousand pounds which he had wronged him of but names not his name but it is well known to be the scrivener in fleet street at whose house he lodged there is also this week dead a poulterer in gracious street which was thought rich but not so rich that hath left eight hundred pounds per annum taken in other men's names and forty thousand jacobs in gold twenty fourth sir j minnes sir w batten and i going forth toward whitehall we hear that the king and duke are come this morning to the tower to see the dunkirk money so we by coach to them and there went up and down all the magazines with them but methought it was but poor discourse and frothy that the king's companions young killigrew among the rest about the codpieces of some of the men in armour there to be seen had with him we saw none of the money but mr slingsby did show the king and i did see the stamps of the new money that is now to be made by blondeau's fashion which are very neat and like the king thence the king to woolwich though a very cold day and the duke to whitehall commanding us to come after him which we did by coach and in his closet my lord sandwich being there did discourse with us about getting some of this money to pay off the fleets and other matters and then away hence and it being almost dinner-time i to my lord crews and dined with him and had very good discourse and he seemed to be much pleased with my visits thence to mr phillips and so to the temple where met my cousin roger pepys and his brother dr john as my arbitrators against mr cole and mr john bernard for my uncle thomas and we two with them by appointment they began very high in their demands and my friends partly being not so well acquainted with the will and partly i doubt not being so good wits as they for which i blame my choosing of relations who besides that are equally engaged to stand for them as me i was much troubled thereat and taking occasion to deny without my father's consent to bind myself in a bond of two thousand pounds to stand to their award i broke off the business for the present till i hear and consider further and so thence by coach my cousin thomas pepys being in another chamber busy all the while going along with me homeward and i set him down by the way but lord how he did endeavour to find out a ninepence to club with me for the coach and for want was forced to give me a shilling and how he still cries gad and talks of popery coming in as all the fanatics do of which i was ashamed so home finding my poor wife very busy putting things in order and so to bed my mind being very much troubled and could hardly sleep all night thinking how things are like to go with us about brampton and blaming myself for living so high as i do when for aught i know my father and mother may come to live upon my hands when all is done twenty fifth up and to the office all the morning and at noon with the rest by mr holy the ironmonger's invitation to the dolphin to a venison pasty very good and rare at this time of the year and thence by coach with mr coventry as far as the temple and thence to greater exus where i stayed and talked with him and got him to mend my pocket ruler for me and so by coach to my lord's lodging where i sat with mr moore by appointment making up accounts for my lord sandwich which done he and i and captain ferris and w howe very merry a good while in the great dining-room and so it being late and my lord not coming in i by coach to the temple and thence walked home and so to my study to do some business and then home and to bed great talk among people how some of the fanatics do say that the end of the world is at hand and that next tuesday is to be the day against which whenever it shall be good god fit us all twenty sixth in the morning to the temple to my cousin roger who now desires that i would excuse him from arbitrating he not being able to stand for me as he would do without appearing too high against my uncle thomas which will raise his clamour with this i am very well pleased for i did desire it and so i shall choose other counsel thence home he being busy that i could not speak more with him 
all day long till twelve o'clock at night getting my house in order my wife putting up the red hangings and bed in her woman's chamber and i my books and all other matters in my chamber and study which is now very pretty so to bed twenty seventh at my waking i found the tops of the houses covered with snow which is a rare sight that i have not seen these three years up and put my people to perfect the cleaning of my house and so to the office where we sat till noon and then we all went to the next house upon tower hill to see the coming by of the russia ambassador for whose reception all the city trained bands do attend in the streets and the king's life-guards and most of the wealthy citizens in their black velvet coats and gold chains which remain of their gallantry at the king's coming in but they stayed so long that we went down again home to dinner and after i had dined i heard they were coming and so i walked to the conduit in the carrefour at the end of gracious street and cornhill and there the spouts thereof running very near me upon all the people that were under it i saw them pretty well go by i could not see the ambassador in his coach but his attendants in their habits and fur caps very handsome comely men and most of them with hawks upon their fists to present to the king but lord to see the absurd nature of englishmen that cannot forbear laughing and jeering at everything that looks strange so back into the office and there we met and sat till seven o'clock making a bargain with mr wood for his masts of new england and then in mr coventry's coach to the temple but my cousin roger pepys not being at leisure to speak to me about my business i presently walked home and to my office till very late doing business and so home where i found my house more and more clear and in order and hope in a day or two now to be in very good condition there and to my full content which god grant so to supper and to bed twenty eighth a very hard frost which is news to us after having none almost these three years up into ironmongers hall by ten o'clock to the funeral of sir richard stayner here we were all the officers of the navy and my lord sandwich who did discourse with us about the fishery telling us of his majesty's resolution to give two hundred pounds to every man that will set out a bus and advising about the effects of this encouragement which will be a very great matter certainly here we had good rings and by and by were to take coach and i being got in with mr creed into a four-horse coach which they come and told us were only for the mourners i went out and so took this occasion to go home where i stayed all day expecting gosnell's coming but there came an excuse from her that she had not heard yet from her mother but that she will come next week which i wish she may since i must keep one that i may have some pleasure therein so to my office till late writing out a copy of my uncle's will and so home and to bed twenty ninth before i went to the office my wife's brother did come to us and we did instruct him to go to gosnell's and to see what the true matter is of her not coming and whether she do intend to come or no and so i to the office and this morning comes sir g carteret to us being the first time we have seen him since his coming from france he tells us that the silver which he received for dunkirk did weigh a hundred and twenty thousand weight here all the morning upon business and at noon not going home to dinner though word was brought me that will joyce was there whom i had not seen at my house nor anywhere else these three or four months with mr coventry by his coach as far as fleet street and there stepped into madam turner's where was told i should find my cousin roger pepys and with him to the temple but not having time to do anything i went towards my lord sandwich's in my way went into captain cuttance's coach and with him to my lord's but the company not being ready i did slip down to wilkinson's and having not eat anything to-day did eat a mutton-pie and drank and so to my lord's where my lord and mr coventry sir william darcy one mr parham a very knowing and well-spoken man in this business with several others did meet about stating the business of the fishery and the manner of the king's giving of this two hundred pounds to every man that shall set out a new-made english bus by the middle of june next in which business we had many fine pretty discourses and i did here see the great pleasure to be had in discoursing of public matters with men that are particularly acquainted with this or that business having come to some issue wherein a motion of mine was well received 
about sending these invitations from the king to all the fishing ports in general with limiting so many buses to this and that port before we know the readiness of subscribers we parted and i walked home all the way and having wrote a letter full of business to my father in my way calling upon my cousin turner and mr calthrop at the temple for their consent to be my arbitrators which they are willing to my wife and i to bed pretty pleasant for that her brother brings word that gosnell which my wife and i in discourse do pleasantly call our marmotte will certainly come next week without fail which god grant may be for the best thirtieth lord's day to church in the morning and mr mills made a pretty good sermon it is a bitter cold frost to-day dined alone with my wife to-day with great content my house being quite clean from top to bottom in the afternoon i to the french church here in the city and stood in the aisle all the sermon with great delight hearing a very admirable sermon from a very young man upon the article in our creed in order of catechism upon the resurrection thence home and to visit sir w pen who continues still bedrid here was sir w batten and his lady and mrs turner and i very merry talking of the confidence of sir r ford's new married daughter though she married so strangely lately yet appears at church as brisk as can be and takes place of her elder sister a maid thence home and to supper and then cold as it is to my office to make up my monthly accounts and i do find that through the fitting of my house this month i have spent in that and kitchen fifty pounds this month so that now i am worth but six hundred and sixty pounds or thereabouts this being done and fitted myself for the duke to-morrow i went home and to prayers and to bed this day i first did wear a muff being my wife's last year's muff and now i have bought her a new one this serves me very well thus ends this month in great frost myself and family all well but my mind much disordered about my uncle's law business being now in an order of being arbitrated between us which i wish to god it were done i am also somewhat uncertain what to think of my going about to take a woman-servant into my house in the quality of a woman for my wife my wife promises it shall cost me nothing but her meat and wages and that it shall not be attended with any other expenses upon which terms i admit of it for that it will i hope save me money in having my wife go abroad on visits and other delights so that i hope the best but am resolved to alter it if matters prove otherwise than i would have them public matters in an ill condition of discontent against the height and vanity of the court and their bad payments but that which troubles most is the clergy which will never content the city which is not to be reconciled to bishops the more the pity that differences must still be dunkirk newly sold and the money brought over of which we hope to get some to pay the navy which by sir j lawton's having dispatched the business in the straits by making peace with argier tunis and tripoli and so his fleet will also shortly come home will now every day grow less and so the king's charge be abated which god sent end of november